Welcome to the Real Estate Fight Club, a podcast for agents where you'll witness a battle of opinions about topics affecting your real estate business. There are many ways for agents to achieve success. The secret is to find which approach will work for you. Now, always in your corner, here are your hosts, Jen Mertland and Monica Weekly. Welcome to another episode of Real Estate Fight Club. I am here with my fearless, fearless co-host, Jennifer Mertland. Definitely not scared of you, Monica. Oh, really? You <laughs> should be after the last episode. Uh-huh. Bam! <laughs> Are you still bruised a little bit from that agree episode? Agree to disagree. Agree oh, to disagree. Man. If you did not catch episode 135, go on back and get entertained. <laughs> <laughs> Bragger. Uh, man. All right, guys. As always, we love you, our listeners. We're so happy you're here for another episode. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for sharing and subscribing and all the things you do. We appreciate you. Today, Jen and I are going to duke it out over this. Should you increase the list price to reflect the offer after you're under contract? And this is mostly for the purpose of the appraisal. So you get a house under contract. You got more than the list price. Do you go back in, bump the price to reflect um, uh, it to be more aligned with what you got, whether you put it right at it or near it or whatever? Whatever it is. Yeah. What do you think, Jen? You go first. I, I, okay, can we have a caveat that I'm not sure you and I know, like, the broker answer to this? And so oh, wait, no. I think that's so, like should be a caveat on everything. We should say it everyone. Fact, I would even take it one step further. Whatever I say is probably not. What the <laughs> right. This is for entertainment purposes only. Right. Please do not follow our advice. Okay. So we're saying that I actually don't know what the rule is. So my answer is no, that I'm not comfortable doing that. I'm not doing that. Why? I don't, I don't see how that I mean, everybody's going to everybody's going to see that. Everybody's huh? going to see. Everybody's going to see it anyway. You're not freaking tricking anybody, right? But so we used to do it like a while ago. We don't do it now because I've had a couple of appraisers be like, "Stop doing that." Oh, really? <laughs> okay, I think that's the end of today's episode. Once again, God, like, that was crazy that you do that, and it makes no difference. Well, but I that's feel what like I'm saying in the beginning. Like when, I don't know, it's hard to know because we don't under, we don't really know the appraiser process. Right. But I do know part of the process is answering the question, what is the list price? And for me, I thought, well, if I want them to get close to the list price or higher, I, and I know that they get the contract, but if one of the questions is what is the list price, I would like it to all match so that then they don't have to say, this is why there's a discrepancy Mm -hmm. and it is actually more accurate. Well, it is, but I think it can be expressed in a different way other than going back and falsifying the list price because that wasn't the list price. I mean, it wasn't the list price. I mean, that's true. (laughs) 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 And again, today's episode is brought to you by all our favorite partners. Um, I I do let the appraiser. I think it's my job as the listing agent to say, "Hey, we had three we were in multiple offers of three. They were all right around this price or, Hey, one was higher and we just didn't accept it because of something, but he needs to know what the demand on the product was. I think that's helpful. 
I think I want to circle back to that because I want to talk about what is an appraiser, like what is the package that you give an appraiser? But I think my thought process came from when I started my career, I was a wholesaler and we processed short sales. Mm -hmm. And part of the thing about processing short sales is most of these people had to fill out a form and it was check boxes. So our goal was to give them what they needed. That was true that would also help them give what we we need right <laughs> why did you hesitate on that was true <laughs> i feel like we know anyway so it, in my head i'm thinking like okay an appraiser they have this form they have to fill out they have questions they have to answer mm-hmm. one of the questions is what was the price well we got what the we got what the market said it was worth that mm-hmm. is a good price for the house so mm-hmm. let's just put it on there i can under it never actually occurred to me that it was not the actual list price which is <laughs> hilarious <laughs> <It's> not. <laughs> nope. it's not but nope. i in my head i was thinking like oh this will help them mm-hmm. see what justify the value because I don't know how often they're looking at my package, right? And they mm-hmm. we do talk, but like they they're doing a billion a pra- not a billion, but well, they're doing right. a lot. So are they going to even remember our conversation? Let me make this easy, right? Yeah. I wish the lender had a supplement, like an addendum to their request. And I don't know what that looks like from lender to appraiser. I don't know what that they paperwork can't really talk looks anymore like. since two thousand and. Oh, that's true. But they do send the contract to them because they need to know the contract price. I think it goes through the, um, what are they called? ACMs or something, AMG. I wish there was a piece on there that said, were there multiple offers? How many offers? Like, because then the buyer demand piece can come into play. Yeah, but does it even matter? Do you know what uh, I mean? According to some appraisers, it does. They like to know that. We've asked that. We've had like little lunch and learns and we've asked them. And while the appraised value is obviously different than the market value, they do. It does help them value evaluate the house if they know that six buyers also wanted to pay this price. They can right, justify that. But if that. six buyers wanted to pay the price, but it's totally not justified from the comparables and maybe even not completely justified with the trends, then it kind of doesn't matter. Well, you know, it's funny because Susan Rissover, hey, Susan, Susan. she's a great agent in this city, works with her husband, Arlen. So, hey. Hey, Arlen. Um, I remember Susan asking this question to an appraiser is, if you always have to look backwards, then how do we ever push the price? Right. And it's just what we're talking about. How do you ever move forward right. on that if you're always looking backward? And the answer was, you know, we want to know if that buyer demand is there, we can then make the argument. Well, for the and they the are market. supposed to look at trends and that's supposed, yeah. supposed to take that into account, especially yeah. now, right? Like in, yeah. the mar- in weird markets where you're either going up or going down pretty drastically, they yeah, are sure. required to look at trends, but they also don't want to get in trouble. Yeah, you're right, right. And I don't pretend to know their whole world. I'm not a licensed appraiser. Thank God. Thank, Thank you more. goodness. I think, why don't we take a break? And when we come back, I want to, um, let's talk about what should be in that package to the okay. appraiser. Okay, let's do it. All right, let's hear a word from our favorite partners. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Hi guys, Monica Weekly here. You know how you're supposed to post about real estate every single day on Facebook? Yes, yes you do. And the reason is if we don't remind our Facebook friends what we do for a living and how we help people, they will forget about it. We know it's our job to inform, educate, and demonstrate what we do for a living. Well, I'm coaching agents all around the country and they understand that, but they're not doing it. And I ask them, why aren't you doing it? Probably just like you. And they said, Monica, we don't know what to post. Can we just borrow your stuff? Because I love creating Facebook posts. And these can often be used over on Instagram as well. So I said yes, and people were borrowing my stuff. So I created finally a product that you can sign up for for free. It is free, guys. There is no reason for you not to sign up for this. It's ghostposter.com. G-H-O-S-T-P-O-S-T-R. No E in there. Just T-R. Dot com. And what you're going to get is you're going to get a Facebook posting idea to your email every single day. So not only do you have this great idea, but you've been reminded, oh yeah, I need to post. And that's Monday through Friday. And if you don't love the post or you think, gosh, I'd like something else, well, you're also going to get access to a library of over 600 different posts for you to choose from by category. You're going to love it. Go sign up, ghostposter.com. Don't waste a minute. And then be sure to join the private Facebook group. All right, I'll see you in there. Hey guys, it's Monica here. I am so excited to introduce you to Real Estate Fight Club's newest partnership, Cyberbacker. Cyberbacker is the best in the business for virtual assistants. How do I know this? Because I am a Cyberbacker customer and I love this company. I have my favorite, Frances. She is my Cyberbacker, been with me for over a year. She's amazing. She makes me better. She's eager to help. She's on time. She's disciplined. She's awesome. And this company, Cyberbacker, has figured out the system. From the interviewing process to find out what I need, to the interviewing process to interview several cyberbackers, to the onboarding process, to the training process, very buttoned up, very awesome. You and I both know it's time for you to leverage. It's time for you to take that step and Cyberbacker is a really safe, awesome solution. Make sure to mention Fight Club and you will be getting a free gift, all right? Do it, make the call, see ya. Welcome back. Let's get back to the battle inside the ring, close out our final round and also talk a little bit about this idea. What is our role as a listing agent to provide information to the appraiser that helps the cause without wanting to influence the cause, you know, like the supporting documentation and how you approach that. We're not trying to influence it. I thought that's what we were doing. Well, I mean, within the lines, within the lines, don't be sending them. (laughs) And if you want the the side B version. Well, <laughs> yeah. The Jen Merton version. Can I tell you a quick story? <laughs> this Please. probably should not be recorded. Anyway, so here, what happened was. What um, happened? So this was before I was a licensed agent. I was an investor, right? So we did mm-hmm. the short sales and we would, the bank would send out um, a BPO agent, which was usually a licensed agent, real mm-hmm. estate agent. They'd pay them 50 bucks or hundred bucks or whatever it was to go and kind of like evaluate the property. So we had this one property. I needed the value to come in at a specific number. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it was pretty gross inside. And this was right. probably like 2009. Okay? okay. So we get there and it was, it was a pretty nasty place and weird. This house was so weird. They had like this door to this closet. There was mm-hmm. a lock on the inside of the closet. 
What? I know. And on the outside of that, there were like all these marks, like somebody was stabbing it with a knife. Like, let me in. Yes. Isn't that? Anyway. Oh, that's I creepy. Creepy right, yeah. house. <laughs> creepy, creepy, creepy house. Anyway, mm -hmm. so we get there and I have my BPO package. That's what we called it. A BPO package, a broker price opinion package. And it had yep. all the stuff we're probably going to talk about. But then I also handed her a mask and she's like, are you going to come in? And I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> oh my god we came in value <laughs> oh there you go there because you're you like go. setting your environment matters right so yes said, she's like oh this is going to be a gross house and it was but it wasn't like i mean i exaggerated a bit right right but so that but helps you sent the message yeah 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 that's great so this what we're doing here we are trying to influence it right like this is a great house Mm -hmm. We always tell them like the number, if, especially if we're, we're trying to get more than we listed for. Right. So yeah, we, yeah. we had this many showings in this short amount of time, we had this many offers and here's how the offers were laid out. Mm -hmm. Do you say, so all you that go into too? that much detail? Yeah. Hell yeah. They're appraisers. Yeah. They love details. Uh, yeah, they do. They do love details. Yes. I'll give one like really good comp, especially if I know something about it. That's not obvious on the MLS. That's like, Hey, idea. this one really smelled like cat pee or, or smoke or, or, Hey, this was a really good comp. And I went through it and I know it's a year and a half, but it's exactly la la la. And we've had this much growth. And then I will do the, um, uh, lay out the offers and how many we got just to give the impression. I, I usually say like, I think I could have sold it for 20 more thousand dollars if we would have, whatever, if we would have thought the appraisal would have happened. Like I want him to know what I felt. Through. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Do you, do you just call or do you send something to the appraiser? Both because okay. I like to talk to them because mm -hmm. I think that you can influence. I know you're not supposed to, but you can influence people verbally more than. Yeah. And they usually answer. Do, and they do. And, and I think if you approach it in the right way, they appreciate it. You can say, hey, I, I know you've got your process. I just thought this might help. Right. I thought you might be interested in this information, right. not, hey, here's how to do your job. I mean, you got to be oh, really careful, not. I think, with that. Yeah. yeah. But I also think like, so we use showing time. And a lot of times, like when we're setting it up for agents to view it with their clients, they can use the app. But for the appraiser, we turn it off. They have to call me. Tip of the day. Tip uh, of the month. I forced you to talk to me. <laughs> what? Right. Oh my gosh. That's good. That's good. Because usually I'm like, I'm getting it. I'm like, oh, praiser. Okay, good. I've got to get that over to them. I've got to call them. But this forces the call. Forces the call. Ding, 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 ding. Ding, dong. Ding, dong. <laughs> well, even though I kicked your ass today, I think you win because of that tip. Did well, last episode I did. So Fine, okay, last episode, Jesus, a week ago. <laughs> Can we talk about a wins too much? You know, that's another podcast. This, right. This is true. This is true. Can I talk about another tip of the day that is completely unrelated, but I'm going to say it because it's on my mind right now. Do it. Give it to us. Where was this? I cannot remember where I saw this. Wash your hands. Was that the tip? No, this oh. agent goes to their listing appointments, which I know we've done a podcast on. I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, inspection, uh, inspections, uh -huh. the agent goes, which I do not. And you do not, 
But this agent goes, but not for the purpose of sitting around the house for three hours. The agent goes like maybe an hour before and maybe an hour in and knocks the neighborhood and says, hey, I brought the buyer to this house. I just wanted to let you know there'll be a strange car in the driveway. And I just wanted to let you know what was going on there today. There's an inspection. That's a really good idea. Isn't that great? Who was that agent? We need to give him a shout out. I am going to figure it out and we'll put it hopefully in the, um, in the show notes here. I think it's an awesome idea. Isn't that cool? Because it's so like casual, but it, you know, you get in a conversation with somebody, Hey, how are you? How how are you liking that house? Or yeah, thought about selling. Yeah. I thought about selling, but I just wanted to provide you this notice. Like just in case you wondered what the straight, or you get the neighbors that are standing like on the lawn in their underwear, like that house floods. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Never, but I can imagine people have. Oh yeah. my God. Did they tell you about the fire? <laughs> All right. I think that's good. But you can also use that tip. So let's say in this market, a lot of times you're only showing one house, right? Mm-hmm. So you could stay after the showing and door knock too and be like, hey, we, I have a client that's looking in this neighborhood. Have you thought about selling? And that way you're not just yeah. like going out there for one thing and driving back. Right, right. Yeah. And that you could say like that, that house wasn't actually going to work for them for this one reason, or we feel like there's going to be too many offers there and we might not get it. Do you? Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Who else do you know in the neighborhood that's thinking of selling? Who do you not like? I'll go knock on their door. Yeah. Who should we move out? (laughs) Oh, wait, it's you. Okay. I'm sorry. (laughs) If, yeah. If you like everybody in the neighborhood, then you're the one that everybody Yeah. You're the one. (laughs) Yeah. That's right. All right. I think that's going to have to be the end of today's episode. Although there were a couple little late nuggets there. If you waited around this long, you just There's got some gift. nuggets. Yeah, yeah well, that's we right. Yes, too, still. Dang. The guest. Let's see what happens there. What we think about there. If they're doing illegal things with the list price, we'll see. Relax. Uh, okay. Okay. There is no realtor jail. If you listen to what would you do, <laughs> you will realize that. Yeah. It's There's the no wild west. Jail. All right, guys, if you enjoyed today's episode, will you do us a favor and please share it and also make sure you're subscribed so that you get notification when we roll out new episodes. You know, we do Real Estate Fight Club every Monday and then Jen does does What Would You Do every Wednesday. So we always got it coming to you. Always good stuff. Yes. Yep. Uh, Make sure you like us on Instagram, Real Estate Fight Club podcast Instagram page. We're doing some funny stuff there. Same thing on uh, Facebook and yep. Facebook. And if you're interested in working with Monica and I, we'd love to chat with you about. Yes. Let's see what that looks like guys. If you want to have fun in real estate again, (laughs) that's right. (laughs) um, Like give us a call. We'd love to talk about partnering with you. Our number is 513-400-1691. Monica, have a super great day. Jen, this was fun. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. I am here with our tiebreaker, Madeline Jones. She is out of Newtown, Pennsylvania with Berkshire Hathaway, Fox and Roach. Hey, Madeline. Hi, Jen. How are you? Good. I'm glad you could be on today. Your comment when we posted this question, I was like, (laughs) it struck me really funny. So I sent a laughing emoji and I said to my friend, why is she laughing at that? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) It was just funny to me. So let's let, I'll ask you the question. So should you increase the list price to reflect the current offer? Like, do you think it benefits, there's any benefit to it for the appraiser? No. 
No. <laughs> right. No. Okay. Yeah. Right. The point. No. No. Um, I mean, the appraiser is going to see the property history. Right. They're going to go in there and they're going to see that you changed the price of the property on the same day that you went under contract. They're not idiots. Yeah, right, well, right. I mean, that's true. I never really like thought about it like that until Monica and I were fighting about it, you know, but in my head, I was thinking like, if the market changes, right. And as the market goes up and if, if one of their like things on their form is what is the list price and it matches the offer, then like, wouldn't that be a good thing? Yes, it would in theory, but appraisers have access to all that. They, they're, they have access to the listing and they're going right. to look at the property history. So they're going to see that it changed. So from my point of view, one thing is who's to say that that appraiser and not, not to say that this happens or that it's ethical or correct or anything probably doesn't happen. But who's to say you're not going to get an appraiser who's like going to see that and go, what are they trying to do? Do they think I'm an idiot? And then they get like a burr up there, but right, you know, out on you. No, you're right. That makes sense. Do you know, I had an appraiser tell me the other day, he was like going and he, this is before he got into the house and he was like, well, these people are just way overpaying for houses. I was like, Oh no. <laughs> I was like, this appraisal is not going to come back. Yeah. Yeah. Do you meet the appraiser at the property? We, um, I don't meet them, but we call and send like, like a package sort of basically detailing out. Do you meet them? Yeah. Yeah. And like as a buyer's agent, I, I don't say anything I'm very careful. I will just give them information. Oh, you're doing it as the buyer's agent, not the listing agent. I only did it once as a buyer's agent. And that was because the agent was, who was the seller, she owned the house and she couldn't go. And I wanted to give the appraiser, we had two appraisals actually. It was like okay. a weird situation. She she switched her lender two weeks before closing. So we had oh. to get a second appraisal. So okay. I wanted to show him the comps and I even gave him the first appraisal. And yeah. I didn't talk to him, I said nothing. But he he like looked it over in front of me and he, and he was commenting on, you know, some of the comps that the other, that the first appraiser used. Thought it was very interesting. But as a listing agent, I would meet him and I would give him the information just because well, I don't know where they're coming from. How far away are they? Right. Area? Are they familiar with the neighborhoods and the developments? Or are they from like, you know, an hour or more away and they don't know the area? Right. Yeah. I mean, I think like all these little things are like, they're affecting, they could be affecting like the perception, right? Which even though it is all supposed to be based on data, you can make the data say whatever you want. Well, that's another thing. Uh, I'm glad you brought it up because I was going to say, when you do use the statistics as, you know, for a new listing mm -hmm. for information as an agent, hopefully you do look at the property history of other comps that you're using, but some agents might not think of that and they might not do that. So then you're kind of skewing the information that has to do with how much over asking was it? Right. That's um, true. I didn't even think about that. Right. See, so I'm sure oh. there are people who don't think about that. And I'm not saying I think about everything, but you know, if you're going to, if you're going to look up comps, uh, don't you want to know for your seller, like this one sold in five days and it got right. 30,000 over asking this one sold in yeah. $100,000 over asking, but this one that you skewed the information on sold in three days and sold for list price but it really didn't. 
right. try to manipulate the information. Right. No, I get it. I feel like that one, Monica kind of beat me on that. I think. Yeah. Uh, it's okay. It happens more often than it should. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, no, that's, that's really good. Well, I appreciate your points. Those are really good points. So I don't know if, if people were kind of on my scene, what they think now, it'd be interesting to hear from them. But what, if people have a referral for you in Pennsylvania, what is the best way to get a hold of you? Uh, they can reach me at bucksagent1, the number one, at gmail.com or madeline.jones at foxroach.com. And I have an Instagram. They can follow me on there, bucksagent. Easy. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you being on. Thanks, Madeline. So much. Bye. Take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Real Estate Fight Club podcast. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you get updates when new episodes are available. And we truly love feedback and would appreciate all likes, reviews, and suggestions for future topics.